Grace and peace, this is Bishop Wilson. Welcome to the Black Church Leadership Podcast. Black Church Leadership Podcast. I am super excited today. I've got a friend on here. I, I interview a lot of people that are associates. They're people that I know of, that, that I know their ministries and things like that. But I could truly have a friend on today, and that's Bishop Charles Holland. He is here today, and he's going to offer us a very, very unique perspective. Uh, and and, I, and I, I've got one question I'm going to ask him. But, Bishop, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself, uh, share with the audience, just introduce yourself on who you are. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here on this evening. Uh, uh, First of all, you know, first giving honor to God, but giving honor to the man of God. Um, you know, when he called me last week, I was wondering what what could I say about this individual that I'm talking to on the other end. Um, and here's the thing: this is heartfelt, and I usually don't and get heartfelt with a lot of people because there's so much yes, mess out there. Um, yes, Bishop Martin Wilson is a mentor, a friend, and lastly, he is my brother. And, and I'm so happy, you know, to be on here and answer some questions uh, and and to help everything along with the Black uh, Leadership Net- Network. Um, yes, sir. We're in a time we're in a time now where we definitely need some leadership. We do. And um, uh, like I said, you know, I'm retired 23 years in the uh, in the army. Worked various, um, you know, contracting jobs overseas. Um, mentoring foreign soldiers uh, in Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and Dubai. I'm back in the States now working for the Defense Health Agency. and had a little stint at the Department of Veterans Affairs for three years. Um, Out of ministry for a little bit, looking to get back in. Um, You know, I thought that, uh, you know, God had, you know, Gave me a little hyenas that I could, you know, set back. <laughs> but um, I'm looking now, and guess what? We are in need of somebody to cry out like yes. John in the wilderness, and I'm that guy. Um, I'm just happy to be here on the day. Uh, enough about me. Here, here's the thing. You can uh, you can follow me on Facebook. You'll see me on Morning Meds. You'll see me random sometimes meds. in the morning. Um, and you, you'll just see me every now and again when the Lord wants to say something through me, I'll say it. Um, so. I'm just happy to be here with my friend, my brother, my mentor, my big brother in ministry. We go back a long time. A long and I'm time. A, and, and I'm going to tell you, let me tell you one thing. He might not remember this. I forgot where we were somewhere in North Carolina. We had stopped in to see him and I had my two sons with him. So yes. My two sons with me and uh, my sons, you know, and, you know, in this generation, you know, they're. <laughs> You know, they're skeptical about anything and they should be these days with everything that's going on. But when I told them we were going to see Bishop Wilson, they was like, oh, man, we got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop because Bishop Wilson brings the heat. And I get to see him every Sunday bringing the heat. He has not slowed down. Uh, him and Pastor Tim, and I just love those guys in Charlotte, North Carolina. Look, you got to invite me to Charlotte. Yes, uh, I do. Hey, you got to invite me to Charlotte. Let me know. Um, got to. I'm thinking I'm coming back to North Carolina, maybe September, October. Okay, okay. To see Bishop McMillan, but you got to invite me. I want to get out to Charlotte. I will. Yeah, get you, you to come in, and come and bless and, us and, one and, Sunday and, morning. Yeah, you know, just come in. And, you know, it's going to be unorthodox. It's just going to be me. And I found with this man right here, you got to be with somebody that can shoulder the weight of your ministry and your anointing yes, and not be afraid to confide in each other. And that's yeah, each secret. other. Yeah. That's what I love about him and his wife. So, you know, hey, sir, I'm here for you. Whatever you want me to talk about. Yes, sir. Ready. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, you know, go ahead and charge it to my head, not my heart right now, because here's the thing. I'm going to say yes, <laughs> what, yes, what, needs, what needs to be said. Yes, so, sir. Uh, without further ado, I, I just, uh, you know, like I said, I bless you. Uh, one of my favorite generals in the body of Christ. Very my strength, that, sir. Very that, my that's, strength. That's local. Um, yes, Could have been a big guy. 
on your television set or your radio if you didn't if you didn't know but whoever gets to hear a word from him you are truly blessed because you are seeing one of the forefront leaders in the body of christ these days and bishop martin wilson thank you sir i appreciate it and you and, and you ain't no joke either doc and i'm glad god's pushing you back to uh do ministry bless the lord but th this is the question that dropped in my spirit that i had to ask I hear jokers all the time talk about I've been in the army. <laughs> What's the difference from being in the army and being a soldier? For from the very moment I saw you, I and you weren't you were in clergy. You were not in a uniform, but you carried yourself as a soldier. What what's what's the difference there? Uh well, here here's the thing. If I can answer that and I'm not going to trade to I'm I'm not going to I want to explain it in a way that you can get it. Yeah. The difference with being in the army and being a soldier, because it's two different things. Mm -hmm. It's two different things. And I and here's the thing. I would have did one. You have to be able to do what you do, not only because you love it. You got to be able to do it because there is a cause to do it. Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. I, I mean, let That's me good. let me speak on it. It has to be a cause to do it. Uh, you know, what I mean, uh I went back and forth in my mind over the last 23 years. And, you know, I'm removed 10 years, almost 10 years from the army now. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, when I look back on the 23 year tender, uh, the tenure in the army, I really wanted to, you know, look myself in the mirror and said uh, to myself, what did you do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was so outstanding? What did you, you know, a lot of people could tell you because I've heard it. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it from you. I've heard it from individuals all across the country. I've heard it from people overseas. I've heard it from foreigners. What did I do mm -hmm. as a leader that made me uh, the, the difference between being in the army and a soldier? Yeah. Mm -hmm. First of all, a, a soldier, uh, you know, you know, sometimes and, and you know, I've read a lot of leadership books and you say, you know, uh, and you go back to some of the great leaders in the military, great leaders in business. And they say, you know, a leader is born. And here's the thing. Some of that I believe is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of that is, I believe that's true, but more often than that, a leader or a soldier is a person that takes on responsibility that is not even his or hers. Oh, wow. And they're willing to go the distance with the talents, the gifts and ability that God gave them. Mm, wow. And if, if we really, and here's the thing, I, uh, a lot of times I was put in situations to lead people sometimes that were unleadable. Oh, wow. And in situations and times that I didn't believe I was the right man for the job, even though people saw in me that I was the right person for the job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, and sometimes as a leader, I even some of the decisions I made, uh, whether it would be in the army or when I was a pastor, uh, uh, <laughs> some of those decisions were not sure. Right. But right. I think the difference between being in the army and being a soldier and being a manager and a leader, a leader will always, even if it's the wrong decision, you will find some way to make it right. Wow. Wow. That's I powerful. will work out the wrong decision. Even if I make the wrong decision, I can take a wrong decision and put enough to it to make it right. 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 Because I'll catch the, I will catch that, the, you know, I will catch uh, uh, I would catch the, the, the error in the middle of me making mm -hmm. the decision to make it yeah. right. So, yeah. and being transparent in that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, a lot of leaders will not be, and you know, I, I, I've been so transparent, right. At times that it was at my detriment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what God is teaching me now is, you know, not to be so transparent unless I'm in the company of people who can yeah. shoulder the weight of what I'm yeah. trying to do. Everybody that, can't that see sense. Moses naked. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and then look at you the same way. So over exactly. the last 10 years, I, I've looked at how transparent I was uh, based on the situation. And maybe I have been a, a little too transparent. But here's the thing. 
at the end, me being transparent, showing my flaws, showing my uh, my flaws, my inconsistencies was to get somebody to see how something was supposed to be done. That's good. So, so That's good. Um, that right there. Being That's transparent, big. yeah, being transparent enough to know I don't know everything. Right. Being able to go back and tell your people I missed it. And three, come up with a plan to make it better. And that's and I, big for any leader right there. Yeah. And I think that's some of the stuff that, and it's simple, some of the stuff that I have done that makes people respect and reverence me the way that I am. Because I'm going to tell the truth, even if it's at my detriment, even if yeah. it's about me. And, and, and I've seen it firsthand. Uh, I can't remember the the uh, leader that was under you that uh, was in the army with you. And, and I, you know, just talking with him and hearing, OK, you, you guys are not even in the military at this time, but he still had that reverence for you uh, as a leader and as a uh, uh, not just a man of God. But but not, he wasn't just reverencing you because you were a man of God, but because he had saw you in action as leading. I believe you got a special anointing for leadership. I really believe that. And, and you know something? Here's the thing. I, I'm glad that you said that. You uh, And some of your, your biggest problems as a leader, do you believe? See, it's easy for you to believe what people say about you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hear what hear, I want you. I want people to hear. It's easy to hear what you're saying about me. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to get on morning meds and somebody say, Bishop, and I know that guy yeah. and I get I say happy birthday and they're in Korea. Or I say happy birthday and they're in Germany and they write me back and say, hey, what you doing? How you doing? Thank yeah. you. Love you and all that kind of stuff. But the, the, the dispensation that we're in now with the leaders that are going to lead us forward, do we believe not only what people say about it, do we believe in our heart of hearts that mm-hmm. that's who we are? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing. I mean, you could do a whole series on it. Do we really believe that we are these guys yeah. or, or, or these gals, for lack of better words, that God has called to do these great exploits uh, um, in the world? And here's the thing. Sometimes we struggle with that. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing. We, we know ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so um, I think uh, um, and just, uh, you know, as strong as I feel I am. Right. I know sometimes like when I'm by myself two yeah. o'clock in the morning, and I'm talking yeah. to God and I'm like, I'm I'm like a little boy. I'm not that strong guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy that you think I am. But here's the thing. Um, Everybody is seeing me this way. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, how do I live up to what everybody sees, right? Mm. Within my own being. And that's that what I was going to say. How do you how do you handle that pl- at that pressure to be Charles Holland, Sergeant First Class Bishop? <laughs> because you I, actually I, had a church while you were in a, in the military. Uh I I I, I I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna be totally honest. I don't know how I handled it, but I did know. Guess what? If it not had been for the grace of God, mm. and here's here's where God comes in, and you know the old folks, you really gotta know that you know that you know that you know. And here's the thing: nobody can tell you that. And I, and I'm gonna give you a uh, example. At, at, in 2005, I was a associate elder in the Church of God in Christ. I went to Iraq in a place called Ramadi, the most dangerous city in the world, uh, clearing routes in Ramadi. And uh, we had a small chapel. We had a chaplain that went to the what an internet was it the interdenominational uh, seminary down in mm-hmm. Atlanta. He was classmates with Jamal Bryant. He's pastoring now. He's retired out in El Paso. We have a we had an apostolic Pentecostal guy, and then they had me. And uh, I was going out on mission every other day. And it was a Sunday before I was to come back and preach. And uh, that Saturday afternoon, my vehicle got blown up. Mm. And uh, it got blown up. I thought we were on fire. Um, outside of Fallujah, <laughs> I came back to Ramadi probably early Sunday morning. Church didn't start to six o'clock that afternoon. And guess what? 
I got blew up and I went in and preached a sermon going through the fire. Oh my God. And, and people were looking at me like this guy just got blew up. It just tore up the truck. His mind should be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. His, his, his thoughts should be somewhere else. But because of the grace of God, he gave me a sermon <laughs> mm, and I went in and preached the sermon uh, tw- less than 24 hours after getting blown up, going through wow. the fire. And people were looking at me like I was what? Like he, he's off or he's crazy. Superman. And then like, and they were like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, what is it? And now I say all of this, even up to now, if it had not been. Yes. Yes. For God's grace and God's mercy. Mm. And God's loving kindness and God's, you know, and here's the thing you, I can say it like this. This is not Bible for him. Just fooling with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Him yeah. just fooling with me. Fooling with he, me. he just, just fooling with me, you know, in my ups and downs, my ins and outs, my indiscretions, you know, yes. my going yes. in and coming out. Where, where would, where would, where would I be? Right. And right. that's the thing. My God. That keeps me going because Mm -hmm. here's the thing when i think you know you don't want to sound cliche because we don't made this so cliche in church today when i think Uh uh jesus you know and the hands go up but if we really think really yeah really and make that personal what god has Mm -hmm. really put Mm -hmm. up with us (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) to be where we're at right man oh man Um, wow that's big it's astonishing to me and here's the thing, I, I don't want to end that you still, you still would trust me. Yes. Yes. You still put. And know me. And, and, and oh, oh, man, and guess what? So much to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he knows sir. it all. It's so much to know. Crazy to me. Wow. And wow. that's what, uh, at the end of the day, sir, that keeps me striving towards t- the mark to be what he said I am. Yes. That that's yes. what keeps me going. That's As a awesome. matter of fact, I was talking to the pastor um last week that at the church that I'm attending now and I said, uh, I'm tired. And he said, What was that? I said, Well the Lord told me to put that cross back on. Mm. And he said, Yeah, he said, Yeah. I said, Yeah, it's time again. And here's the thing, if just some points, and here's the thing. God knows who you are, where you are, when you are, and how you are every step of the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm. I had to realize is this, what you are today, you might not be tomorrow. Right, right. So what I've learned this second time around coming back, and everybody gets a, everybody, if we go back and think about it, God is a God of a second chance. Yeah. Third yeah. chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, I- infinite chances. Yes. Here's the thing. And he, as long as he wakes you up in the morning, you got a chance to get it right. So do you th- do you think in your downtime that he done something different in you? Of course. I'm, Talk I'm, to I'm, him. I, and, and I'm gonna tell you what he did. First of all, m- most of the people who are watching this don't really know who I am. At one right. time, ten, twelve years ago, I was probably going to be the 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 prodigy that was going to go on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was rubbing hands with all the right people. Right. I was in circles with some of the biggest preachers in the United States. Hey, I like you. You're a young guy. I had the chain. I had the, you know, the suit with mm-hmm. my name on it. Had air, look, look, right. riding around. Had plenty. You know, had resources with all yes, the sir. chain. And here's the thing. Uh, sometimes he has to cut you back. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Sometimes you can get to a height when you enjoy your own cooking. Talk to us, Bishop. Talk to us, Bishop. The problem with most of us, right, we think this thing that he loans us sometimes is ours. Loans us. And I'm, I'm a, and a lot of people, well, you know, I have this. I have this. And God, and here's the thing. Whatever God gives you, even though the spirit, the gifts of the spirits are given without repentance, right? He, he, here's the thing. That doesn't mean it works in every season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to, but mm-hmm. I had to realize that, you know, here's the thing. It wasn't me that was doing all this. Right, right. 
and you can be fooled. Uh, like I said, I've been to some, at uh, one time I had church in Jersey. I had like four or five churches and mm-hmm. walked into Fayetteville and just started a church. As a matter yeah. of fact, the pastor said, uh, Hey, I said, how much you want for it? And he said, I want this. Okay. Give him that. And then the pastor of that church sat inside my church. And then I gave it away to somebody else <laughs> and went to Texas. Walked mm-hmm. down to Texas, said, I'm going to start this, Blase. And then sometimes when you do it without a degree of difficulty, you think that mm-hmm. anointing that you're doing it with is yours. Wow. Wow. Because wow. here's the thing at one time, I felt I had to touch anything that I touched, it was going up. And here's the thing in the psychology of that. If you hear me, I know you're an NLP guy. I'm going to use and mm-hmm. I'm going to try to talk correctly. You know, no, I, no, I, I, know I know you're a sca- uh, I'm dealing with a scholar. Do See, it, sometimes when you're doing something that God is anointing you to do, you can make it your own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not his. Wow. wow. And I believe here's the I believe and I know it is. Here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, what goes up has to come down and crash. Right. Right. And he has the disarray. He has to make your life a total disarray. He has to put you on the bottom side of the mountain so you can look up and say, look, you still got some room to climb. Come back yeah. up here. Yeah. Yeah. You we're here. Right. Yeah, but I'm gonna put you. If you're really gonna serve me, let's see how you operate down there. And I think in ministry, the people who are really anointed, right? Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. not yet seen them because here's the thing: we're still going through backside experiences. I believe that. I believe and, that, and I believe that ten years of the back. And this, believe it or not, I still was speaking. I still was in ministry, right? And people were. I was putting people in place. And people are still calling me. People are still. And I'm like, OK, what happened? And what we got to realize, he said, that guess what? That position that I gave you was not yours. It was, it was mine. Right. Right. And you have to realize that to a point where you are humbled enough. Right. And uh, to to admit that. Guess what? Yep. God is yours. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for using me to help your people. Right. And you can never cover that thing for your own. Right. And here's the right. thing. I, I'll tell you something. I'll be real transparent because I want somebody to be blessed. I had I was in church two weeks ago and God said, hey, look, I had to um, tell God, I said, I'm sorry, because I didn't I went, ra-, you know, because I was bishop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't need to raise my hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is a true statement. I, I know what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to hear everything. I used to run, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, then he's yeah. like, yeah, and you, you get to a point wow. in your own mind, right? Where you think, you know, everything and you don't. And I believe mm. the last 10 years of the hardship that I went through in my life is because here's the thing. I was so high. You get, you get off track mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you, and you don't keep the main thing, the main thing. And, um, when I go back and look at the military stuff and look at the the ins and outs, almost dying a couple of times and all the trials and tribulations I've been through, I just look at it and I'm like, man, um, God, you still, in spite of myself, right? Yes. Still, yes. you have a place and something for me to do. So I'm thankful wow. for wow. that. And I think if more people would go through that, those situations because most people will not never get to the height of ministry that you are in or I am in or yeah. was in. And it's not that. about, and it's not about things. It's not. I oh, think that's, that's the thing. One. That's the thing they miss that they, they think it's about things and, and, but it's about, <laughs> yeah, it's about what you've experienced, what you've exactly. learned as a result of it. Uh-huh. And, and that's and that's why I wanted you and we talked about this before I got you on. Uh, that's why I wanted to have Bishop to come on today, because there's so many things that he's learned and experienced in the military that I believe that he can bring to the table to help us to be better leaders. 
to be better leaders. So I'm gonna throw some of those some of those leadership questions at you now. Okay, okay, sir. I, yeah, I'll try to answer to the best of my. Opinion. Oh man, you you you're doing well. You're doing well because you've already helped that person. That if they're if they're battling with that ego, and and not willing to, because I think there's a lot of people that were in ministry that are out of ministry because they couldn't handle uh, the idea of this is not me. Mm. <laughs> I thought I thought this was me. I thought yeah. I was doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, they fooled. <laughs> yeah, they fooled. They fooled. So, Bishop, what values do you believe are important? for effective leadership and how can they apply in a religious context? The, the, okay, t- the so, leadership that you've oh, learned. Oh boy. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let me, I'm going to write down something, right? Uh-huh. So I don't get it wrong. Okay. The army uses, and I'm writing it down. Lord, mm-hmm. They use an acronym. Okay. And it's called leaders. Okay. Give me a few minutes because I don't want to mess it up. I've been removed for a little while, but I want you to understand that acronym. I want to make sure I get it right because uh, when you understand this acronym and we, and I got it. Okay. It, the acronym that the army taught me as a young guy, probably like 18 years old, was called it's L-D-R-S-H-I-P. Mm. L-D-R-S-H-I-P. Leadership, right? The acronym stands for L-Loyalty. Mm. Number one is loyalty. The problem with ministry today, right, There is no loyalty. There is no loyalty to God. There is no loyalty to the calling. Mm -hmm, mm There is no loyalty to the people. And there's definitely not loyalty to your leadership. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you about that, who people who are going to get in ministry. This is specifically for pastors, bishops, apostles. Here's the thing. You have to have people rolling with you that are loyal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That can see you and to see the worst of you, but not diminish or tarnish yeah. the office that you hold. That's good. Because we're, we're, we're all human. That's good. And here's the thing. I might not have a uh, good day every day. Right. Right. And because I did, here's the thing, just because I do not have, and here's the thing, just because I don't have a good day or I missed the mark. If you're a loyal person, loyal to Mm -hmm. your leader, loyal to the church, loyal to the people, that does not give you the right to expose what's going on. Right. Right. And that's not a cover up. That's loyalty. That's loyalty. So in the army taught me that lawyer, I don't care what they was doing. Right. If you were in charge, you in charge. It's not mm-hmm. my business to go back in and say, hey, I didn't agree with that. You should be doing this. And here's the thing. Not even to check your morality. Mm. Because here's the thing. God will check the leader's morality. He will. He will. And then a lot of times, guess what? Us as regular people who are following that leader, you'll get yourself in trouble trying to check a leader's morality that God anointed. Exactly. So exactly. loyalty is the first key. Yeah. Um, As Noah's son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Even when David was running around in the mountains and could have did something to Saul, mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. and his men, he said, don't you touch a hair on his head. That's God's man. Right. See, see the loyalty there? He could have killed yeah, him. He could have. So the problem with us in the, in the black, we don't have loyalty because we are, we have aspirations of if I dime him out, I can go higher. Mm, and mm. here's the thing. The old church used to say that it's better to be asked up than to put yourself up and be set down. Ain't if that it? If I, I know they don't know. They probably don't use that no more. So loyalty <laughs> number one. Mm-hmm. Loyalty. Duty. Duty. duty is the second one. My what God. is my duty? 
I tell you what my duty is. My duty is to follow God to the letter as best as I can, according to my gifts, my abilities and my talents that he mm-hmm. has given me. That's and good. that's different for everybody else. Right. That's different for different people. Right. So what my duty is might not. And here's the thing. We can't get that. It, it can't be no co-duties. <laughs> I had to put it like that because mm. like somebody will try to get in. You understand what I'm saying? And try to tell you what you're supposed to be doing as leader. Right. Right. And, and here's the thing. Have no been and you get messed up. And, and since we talking Bible, let's give a Bible example. This okay. is how uh, Miriam and Aaron got themselves in trouble. With Moses. Come on, come on. And got some leprosy and was put on the outside of the gate because they said, hey, even though you had known him, uh, known it, Moses, we could do what he do. <laughs> we, we hear God also. Yeah, we, we also can hear what you hear. Uh-huh. And, here's, and here's the thing. It got them what? On the outside okay. of the gate with yeah. some leprosy. And then the man of God had to go back in and do what? Pray that off of them so they can mm-hmm. come back into the fold. So yeah. duty, duty, respect. Okay. Respect is in order to be respected, you got to be respectable. Okay. Okay. Oftentimes, and here's the thing, I, and here's the thing. The, the problem is with us in the, even in regular leadership, you have to put a respectable first foot out there and then people have to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in leadership, the respect part of people that are following you, you can't do and say and be everything in front of the people that you're leading. Right. Right. Because they might not understand. Like you're a different way with your wife than that than that you are in a conversation. Right. Right. In the congregation or conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm a different way with my children. Right. And my close friends, my family, mm-hmm. than I am with the people at church. Right. Because I can't be Charles Holland. Right, right. Charles Holland got flaws. Right, right. Charles Holland will go outside in the back, and if the meat is not cooking on the grill, he'll throw the whole thing out into the yard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what he'll do. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's not right. I'm gonna throw it out. If people right, look right, like, man, right. what, what is he doing? And I'm going to the store and I'm upset because guess what? That didn't come out right. I gotta go back down to the right. store and get another one and try it again. And right. but here's the thing, being around people to see that they they'll look at the temperament, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not know that's Charles Holland. I heard I heard Bishop Moe say one time, You can't lead a man play with him. Exactly. And, and, and uh, no, and guess what? That's true. And so uh, my armor bearer was talking to me yesterday and we were talking about church uh, because we was in church. They was like, uh, well, where Bishop H at? He said, oh, he gone. Because I would get out the pulpit, the car be running and I'm out. They'd be at the church in the whole hour. Guess what? I've been to home, took off everything. Look, I'm mm-hmm. watching basketball. Right, right. <laughs> and, and then they were like, why? why? Uh, you know, at the time. Vanessa, why why you stay and talk to the people? I already talked to him. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. You didn't preach. That's it. I don't preach. That's it. Yeah. Well, they were wondering what you gonna do this and do no, no, guess what? I did what I had to do, I'm out. Yeah. So my yeah. thing was always, hey, once you hey, you I'm getting ready to close. He knew to get that car ready. Hey, I run out the back, get in that car, he shut the door, we out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. because here's the thing, if you see me as the human, right, <laughs> as the human part of me, you'll you'll disrespect the God part of me. Yeah, yeah. So respect, selfless service. What am I? Uh, the S, selfless service. What am I willing to sacrifice? And I don't have to tell you. Here's the thing. Um. You got to be willing to sacrifice it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people don't understand when you, when God calls you to an office or he puts you up in front of people or he puts you as the usher or he puts you on the choir or he puts you as the person that handing out the programs. Right. It's going to cost you something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You, it, you it, can't be you. You can't be you. It's going to cost you something, especially when you are 
uh, for lack of better words, I say clairvoyant. I, me and you, I can see behind things. Yeah, yeah. I can I can look at you and see behind your spirit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then here's the old folks used to say, "Well, he he, he can read you." And, mm-hmm. and I, I can see behind things, and I'm looking at it, and you know, people talking about, "Yeah, bless you, sir," and they cussing you out. You know, same time, <laughs> at the same, same, same time. time. Mm. People shaking your hand and here and shaking your hand and talking about this Joker. Man, I ain't giving no money to him. Look at him; he already got money. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. we, we, man, we had that among preachers. Stop it! <laughs> you we know do. what I'm saying? We, we had do. that among preachers. Well, they hollered for him louder than they hollered for me, and and that's another one. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing: because self, that's the selfless service part of it. Because here's the thing. I like to be around people who are more anointed than I am. Yes, sir. Oh man. Yes, sir. And here's the thing: it make you a better player. It make you a better player in the game. Here's the thing: I like to be around people who know more than me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like to be around people who can make me think deeper. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking. And I like to be around people who who can hold me accountable. Not that many. I often tell my armor bearer, I said, "Man, look, when stuff get bad, it's a couple of people I can call." Right, right. That'll tell me that oh, don't go, don't go that round. Don't, don't do that. Around. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, As, but it's few and far between. And and you and when you were saying that, you were one of the first people that I heard say, uh, and I won't call the preacher's name, but you said that the preacher called you over to his table to eat with him. Yeah, yeah, and. Me, I know, knowing me, I'd have been sitting there quiet, but you said you had questions. Oh, questions. Um, que- because and, you knew that you were in the presence of someone who had answers. Oh, oh, and here's the thing. We're not going to say his name, right? We're not going to say his name, but I figured out that particular preacher, right? Mm-hmm. When he called me over and he looked at me and he said, uh, who are you? That's the first thing he said. And then mm-hmm. here's the thing. And this will be like one of those things I knew, right? When that was happening, I'm like, okay, you're in the game now. <laughs> you're yeah, in the yeah. Cause I was in, I was in the room with probably like 50 power players. Yeah. Yeah. Church, church way bigger than mine. Oh yeah. You know, all of ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, church way bigger than mine. The boy, hey, everybody got on the heavy Rolexes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and they, mm-hmm. Look, they got the custom shoes. They got everything custom. And here's the thing. I just walked in there. He said, well, and he and that shaking ass. He's like, who are you? I said, I'm Bishop such and such. Bishop, come on, sit down. And then mm-hmm. he, he looked at my suit, looked at my chain, told me sit down. He said, "Uh, what you eating? I said, well, I'm going to have the chicken, sir. He said, hey. Now this is the this is the chief apostle. Hey, get Bishop some chicken. And let me tell you, when I figure it out, right? And I still figure it out that I can go in any room mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of what God put on me. When I seen that man take a piece of chicken and start licking his fingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, he had probably like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars worth of yeah, on yeah. one hand. And he said, uh, what you doing tonight? Hey, I gotta go to Florida. Come on, get on a jet with me. Mm-hmm. And I said, sir, I can't. He said, no, 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 no. Here's my phone number. Get on the jet. And see, those the kind of things, right, right there, that that um, at that time motivated me, right, to see to just peer into. You know, he, he always says this, and they, this might give it away. Where you could go on that canvas of your imagination and dream mm-hmm. about what you yes. can be, right? You can visit be. it, which you can be. Yeah. I, I looked at him, and I had modeled myself after, and I'm like. I'm I'm up next, and I'm still up next. Still, still up next. Yeah. So the, yeah. the selfless service, honor, honor. You always yeah. you got to do everything you what you do. You got to do it with honor. I got to do it with reverence. And I think okay. let me just stop right there for a minute. Let me see. We got a little bit of time. Uh, um, honor, right? We don't honor God like we used to. Right. Right. We don't reverence the people like we used to. Some of these people can unlock stuff that's got you blocked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just by saying something to you. Yeah. Just by putting their hand on you. Yeah. And we don't believe that anymore. We, we don't. 
Yeah. They don't believe. I tell people all the time. Yeah. Come here, put your hand, put, listen, my hand might be ugly. God has anointed this right hand. Yeah. That's a money hand right there. Yeah, they're, they're, exactly. <laughs> this hand right here. People, people, I guess what? Here, uh, and people, look, I don't care who you are. This hand right here. And I'm not being arrogant. <laughs> if I touch you with this hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I snap that finger. Things going to change for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because here's the thing. I, honoring. Integrity. Don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to do what I say. Mean what I say. When I say I'm going to do it. And the last one. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity. And the last one, which is the probably the most important one, is personal courage. Mm, personal courage. Do I have the wherewithal to go against the grain? Wow, wow. And be countercultural to what's going on. When we look at the ministry of Jesus, Jesus did it. Everything counterculture. Oh, yeah. Very, very. Today, we don't have preachers, teachers, evangelists, apostles, choir members, the, the ushers, the drummer, the musicians, the piano. We are not doing things counterculture. Oh, yeah. And I believe this because we're not hearing from God. We fit in a box, in a box. They got to be this way. And here's the the thing. The preachers that are going to bring people out in this time that we're in, the era that we're Mm -hmm. in, you're going to have to be counterculture. Yeah. Yeah. I I literally find myself sometimes putting my message together, questioning, God, is this really what you want me to say? Exactly. Because ain't nobody saying this. Ain't nobody or, going. Ain't, I know it's the same story, but ain't nobody taking it this way. And, and here's the thing: if you don't, right? One, we're failing the mission that God has given us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And two, the realness of saying it the way that He wants you to say yeah. it, even yeah. if it steps on toes. Yeah. Even if it's not, um, even if it's not per se, uh, uh you know, popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we need to get back to that because here's the thing. Everybody says the same thing. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I believe uh, your ministry, I believe the ministry that God has given me is to go against the grain. Everybody's going north. Nope, I'm going south. Right. And right. I would say what needs to be said instead of what they want to hear because I'm not. I'm not driven by how much money you put in a collection plate, put it in there, or you don't want to put it in there. Right, right. I'm not driven whether we grow from two to 2,000 to 200,000. That's not my concern. Mm-hmm. My concern is can I do it with a level of excellence? The only person that's great in that excellence is God. Ain't that it? That's, the, that's all that matters. And that's the reason. Hold on for a minute. Hey, can you turn that down? Yeah, we got we got gang right. Come on, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Can we do it with a level of excellence? Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: we don't have a lot of we we got a lot of copycatters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and here's the thing: let me tell you something that hurt my um. I watched something on, and here's the thing: let's not be red. We we see TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of this stuff. So we got to stop acting like we don't look at these things. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I um. Seen that the particular church TikToks, Instagram, and Facebook really gets me upset mm-hmm. because I see people trying to mimic great originals. I seen oh, yeah. a little, I seen a little uh, boy on there that was six years old in Mississippi talking about this is the church of the Pentecostal. <sighs> and I'm like, and the people up there clapping, and I was like, I said, Jesus. I, and I said, Jesus, I'm glad I'm not there. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would have said, sit down. 
Right. Sit down. And people were been offended. Sit down. That's not a God. Right. right. The lady, the lady on there talking about, it used to be a day when you went up there and pity Pat with the mic and the people saying, amen, praise mm-hmm. God, praise, praise God, praise yeah. God, yeah. praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. You guess what? You ain't talked to God. You mean you ain't been nowhere near God. Right. Right. Because here's the thing. It used to be a day when guess what? We walk where God would fill your mouth. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. People used to get mad with me. I remember they was like, Can I get a copy of your sermon? And I said, Yeah, it'd be like one word on there. And like, if you could do something with that, go <laughs> Well, how do you just stay up there for forty five minutes? I said, Because here's the thing, bro, this in me. Yeah, yeah. I've been studying this all week. Right. So when I got here, I just wrote Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they was like, Well, you ain't got no scripture. Yeah, I got it. Right. The Bible says this. Here's the thing. David says it, it, it was David. Your word I've hid in my heart. In my heart. So mm-hmm. when the evil day come, I want to sin against you. Yes. Yes. It's gotta be here. It's gotta be in there. And that's why we don't get what we supposed to get. Leaders are not teaching. I don't even know why I'm going here. You mind? Give me, give me <laughs> no, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. The problem with us in church today is that we have three things that have to align. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. This is probably the only message that I've probably preached. All of my messages is relying uh, align around this. And people say, well, how can you preach to me? It, if my mind, my heart and my mouth are not in alignment. Nothing exactly. Happens. Exactly. Nothing happens. I got it. And here's the thing. We are living in a time where my mind is not aligning with what's in my heart. My heart is not what out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All of these three things are not lining up. And here's Mm -hmm. the thing. I cannot get a result because these three things are not congruent. Exactly. Exactly. So that ain't the devil, is it? And and it's not. It's us. That's not the, I just can't get a breakthrough. No, no, no you God. can't. You, you're right. You just said it. I you can't just, get I a can't. breakthrough yeah. thought, mm-hmm. heart, mouth. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And I think we, we have to really go back to teach those fundamentals. What's yeah. in, what, whatever I put in my mind. Yeah. It eventually grows in my heart and eventually comes out of my mouth. You know, I, I, I was thinking about that today. Just what you just said. It would put a whole lot of preachers out of business if the people in the pulpit would get just what you said, get their mind, their heart and their mouth. And then things start manifesting in their lives to the point that when the preachers stand up, they'd be looking at him like, no, I don't have no money problems. No, my husband's doing fine <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. because now they're speaking and yeah. manifestation is taking place. And that's the big. And here's the thing. We're living in a time where God has to do it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Can't play with it. He has to do it now. Right. Right. He's looking for some people to do it. And because we have gotten so lax and cliche, it used to be a time where, pe- where people go into church and people were being healed for real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For real. It used to be a time where people went in church and you could lay hands on and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they could speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what? I'm telling you, I, I, I go to church and you can hear him. I, I shumla, 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 shumla. And I'm like, Lord, I'm mercy. <laughs> Come on, my seat. Hey, hey, look, hey, look, 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 look. Shumla, shumla, shumla. Look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sitting up here like, Jesus Christ. And yeah. see, here's the thing. Guess what? I'm looking at him like, and, and, and here's the thing. You know, they look. And what, what are you talking about? And the worst part about it is there's no, I, won't, I don't even want to say correction. There's no real teaching from the pulpit to even point them in the right direction. And so now they're perpetuating that foolishness. Exactly. And then you hear it. And here's the thing, going back to counterculture and see, here's the thing. That's probably why I, I cringe. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Look. And you want to ask them, right? But it's not my. <laughs> but right. if it was in Greater Nation, 
I stopped the service. You stopped the whole uh, service. I stopped shut the whole it all down. Hey, shut everything down. <laughs> shut, shut, shut it down. Uh, come on up here. Because mm-hmm. this is a teachable moment. And the teachable moments have to come through correction. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If we keep, man, listen, I, I, I was, I was, and here's a, this is how far the world, <laughs> be ye of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Be, be, you, you, you live in the world, but you're not yeah, of the world. Not of the world. The church has got so far into stuff. And I, I was thinking about this the day before. Uh, Beyonce got a church now. Mm-hmm. Kanye mm-hmm. had Sunday service. Did he not? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I seen on the Breakfast Club yesterday. I was watching it. Guess what? The lady talking about, some of your viewers might not like this. You got ladies that talking about they got good this, good that. I'm a boss. You know what? And guess what? At the end, God blessing me and let's pray on the bre- Come on. Stop it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They have made a mockery. Of the church, yeah. Of the church, because we won't take that. We won't take our rightful place. And we and we keep wanting to fit in. We yeah. keep wanting to fit. We want we and we don't want to be separate anymore. We don't want to. <laughs> what what did mother say? Come out, come out, yeah, yeah, come out, over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come yeah, out, yeah. be ye separate. Yeah, and and we don't have that no more. And I'm not saying it should be a fear or rudimentary dogmatic thing. Right. It should be a a integrity. Yes. A loyalty, a mm-hmm. duty, a yeah. honor, an integrity, a personal courage thing for the church. That's good. That is That's good. what it should be. So give me the acronym one more time. Okay, let me look at it. L- guess what? It go, hold on, hold on, sir, because guess what? I've look, it's not is my mind is not as strong as what Don't even try. L- loyalty, loyalty, uh-huh. duty. Duty, respect, respect, selfless service, selfless service, honor, honor, integrity, integrity, personal courage, and personal courage. So it's E P R S H I P. Yep, and I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, send but, me that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to you because uh, we we got we got to get back to that. And here's yeah. the thing, even though the army devised that in 1775 or whenever they devised it, right? Mm-hmm. It came off of, you know, very mostly with a French general that created the Blue Book, which is started the army out in 1775, and it became and morphed into the acronym leaders. Mm-hmm. Even in the fabric of the life that we live in, the greatest country on the earth right now, we're even in error because uh, we don't got away from the stuff that we don't, you know, yeah. we don't where got we away started. from that, where we started. Wow. And that's wow. the that's the crazy part about it. So a lot of what I would say today, even on morning meds, I'm always going to start God, then country and then down yep. to the individual because of the, the America is only great because we put God first. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and we're in error now <laughs> because we're not even putting him first. That's true. That's true. And then here's the thing. Um, I said something a couple of days ago that there is, there is going to be a famine. Mm. And here's the thing I'm saying it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it again. And here's the thing I, I, I know in my spirit that this famine is coming. And, uh, in Amos, I thought I went to Amos it, and here's the thing is, it's not going to be a famine of bread and water mm-hmm. or a lack of resources. It's going to be a lack of the word of God. Wow. Wow. You're not going to be able to hear from God. And here's the thing. That's going to be one of the most, if a person that can hear from God from this point on, you're going to be the person. Mm. They're going to be the people. These are going to be that, you know, the Bible said, these are those, them, yeah. the, they, they are going to be the perfect people. Right. That people are going to come to. Yeah. Because yeah. Government's money, resources going to fail. That word is not. That's it. That, that's going to be the thing that's so, going to stand. That's what's wow. going to stand. Wow. And I think we have to really, really, really look at that and go back to, you know, 
God is calling us back to, you know, our first love, just yeah. us and him on an individual mm-hmm. level so that other people can see what he's doing in us and through us in order to get where we want to, yeah. where we yeah. need to be in him. We're in a terrible time. We're in a terrible time. And here's the thing, my spirit, yeah, you thought you could you could you could sit up in the in the, in the box seat <laughs> like this. But in, in our last in our last few minutes together, encourage that pastor that may be at that place of like, wanting to give up, the or that the second me me bishop that I've talked to in the last two weeks that said God's calling them back. One had um she had children. She wanted to get out of the house. She wanted to be there for them. She wanted to be there for her husband because ministry was just taking so much. But now she's got them graduated, so she's ready to come back. I, I'm hearing you saying, "Okay, because I've been, I've been, t- hey, where, where the morning meds? What, what, what's going on?" And I, I seen the morning meds. I said, "Ah, oh, he's on his way back." What words of encouragement would you give to that pastor, the one that might be wanting to give up? Or that one that feels that God, the calls, it's it's still, it's it's still calling. He's still calling me. What words of encouragement would you give? Him? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could say anything, and and I'll say this, and I'm saying it from my heart because I I know how it feels, and I'm saying it from to them from me, from inside of me. Sometimes, right, the greatest mm-hmm. comebacks in anything i'm talking about financial relational spiritual are when you are just about to throw in the towel i have spent many nights over the last seven to ten years say look i'm not doing this no more that's not for me. I was, this is, yeah. this is me now that I was that then, but I'm not that this now. And guess what? He'll put me in front of somebody. Let me tell you what happened with morning meds. When I first started back and I'm not consistent, I got to build up the consistency where I go on there every day. You're going to help me with that platform. <laughs> That's an effort to plug. A young man got on there and heard me speak. Haven't heard from him for like 12 years. And I said, um, I'm building the studio. And I said, never ask for any money. And I And I put my cash app out there. And he said, I got you. And I'm like, you know, I said five, ten dollars, right, twenty dollars. Right. And he said, once I get off of here, Sarge, big Sarge, he said, uh, I got you. Let me know. One minute after I got off of that first morning meds where I came back and I've never put money out there. I, 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 I don't need money. I never asked for money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars have flew through organizations that I would have never asked for money. Hundreds of thousands. And God said, nope. Put the burden on the people to ask. And I asked. One minute later, after I shut that phone off, $100 came in there. First offer. And I was like, wow. And he said, you know, when I was running around being a knucklehead 12 years, 13 years ago, and they was about ready to kick me out of the army. You, He said, you grabbed me, right? And you said, 
you better than this. And my expectation, he said, look, my whole expectation changed. The boy got a business. He don't raise two kids. They doing well. I got a lot of them that's doing well. Ones that are raised without fathers, they're in the community now. Raising other men's babies on basketball teams. I got one that's getting ready to be an All-American. I got another one that's up in Pennsylvania. He's the number three prospect in uh, JUCO, uh, get ready to go to college football. You're going to be right. That boy going to pro. And you know what I asked? I said, just let me get in Skybox. Oh, you good. <laughs> just let me get. You good. You can come. But the thing I, I want to say to all that, you do not know who you're going to touch. You do not know who you're going to pull out of the fire. Even though that we're going through our own trials and tribulations with fire, God has anointed us right to withstand the problems, the tribulations, the inconsistencies that we have in our own life and turn that into something that's greater for somebody else's life. When I wanted to throw in it, I'm telling you, here's the thing. When you're at the end of your rope, when you're ready to throw in the towel, when you're ready to give up, that's when you're the strongest. You've been watching the Black Church Leadership Podcast with me, your host, Apostle Mark Wilson. Follow us, share, follow us on all major podcast outlets.